Hey, want to hear the most annoying sound in the world? Welcome back to the Comic Book Bullies with Nerds New Bully, me host Leroy, aka the Stone that the Builder Refuse, with my co-host. All right, yeah, this is Eli, aka the Shredskin. There we go. <laughs> yeah, and we're back with the episode. And yes, there's a lot of big stuff to happen this week. First time we're going to talk about Thor: Love and Thunder. We are going to get into it, but we want to do a little uh, acknowledgement first because there was some celebrity deaths this week, and we're just going to just just jump into it. We're just going to plow into it. So there's going to be no no meat no fat on this bone tonight nope no, no, no shenanigans no. killer no filler exactly no malarkey none of that so we're just gonna no just go lube into no vaseline we're just going in <laughs> <laughs> oh man all right so first thing we want to say to is rest in peace to james gunn like i said this happened so long ago james like Monday. you said james gunn <laughs> oh shit I don't want to wish anything on James Gunn. Long, long <laughs> live James Gunn. Long live James Gunn. Yes, we need, I needed a Scooby-Doo 3 from him. So yeah. Viva la gun. No. <laughs> right. No, we do want to talk about James Gunn. James Gunn is who we want to talk about right here because, like I said, James Gunn is a, a, a longtime actor, and he's been in everything. Like I said, if you want to just name one movie he's been in, like, who is James Gunn? He was in Godfather. He was Sonny Corleone. So that alone, any actor that's been in Godfather, that alone should immortalize you. You know, you've been there. But wait, there's more. He's been in all kind of stuff that you you would know that you've seen him in before. Like I said, he was the dad in Elf. (laughs) You know, Uh, that was a big hit back in 2000. He was also the coach in the program, which to me is one of the best sports movies of all time. Gritty, realistic. Uh, It's funny that gangsters like uh actors that play gangsters and mobsters make great football coaches i don't know how that works out but yeah uh what do we got here oh, oh brian song yeah, he was brian in brian song and yes that is billy d williams in there so he was in Brian's song it was based on a true story with two uh chicago bears players one gail sayers and bill piccolo and i will say this you haven't seen brian songs i'm giving you a disclaimer it is one of the saddest movies of all time I don't care how metal you are. I don't care how gangster you are. You are going to cry like a bitch if you watch this movie. If you watch this movie and don't cry like a bitch. I watched I it. it. I watched that before I was metal. You watched it. No, 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 no. You can't do that. You can't. You cannot do that. <laughs> you were metal when you watched that shit. You know you were metal. <laughs> that made me metal. <laughs> right. <laughs> Uh, so like i said anybody watch that movie doesn't cry like a bit eli will eat a taco and don't even say no <laughs> weird shit like a 12 inch corn dog and eat it slowly don't do no shit like that so yeah <laughs> uh what else we got oh but misery all that, misery that was the, that was the next what was the next one where okay. is it where is where is it i didn't have it on oh, the list I, I, but Holy i did shit he wasn't i was gonna i'm going deep i'm going balls deep in this one yeah <laughs> but he was in misery i don't have a picture of it up there but misery was a, a stephen king novel what one of, the greatest, say, Eli, what? one of the greatest Stephen King novels 
one of the only, probably the only book that made me cheer. Yes, I actually cheer while reading that book. Did you? Okay. Yeah. Now, what where would you rank? I mean, what would you rate uh misery? Is it horror, thriller, suspense? What what yeah, is it? A thriller. Hey, best dude. Am I the best dude ever? I I, I You try. are the best dude ever. <laughs> <laughs> um, thanks for listening, Jakey Poo. Um yep. No, I would qualify it. it. It definitely has horror elements, but it is more of a thriller, you know. Kind of rise, rise the line. It rise the line. Yeah, you know? I mean, there's yeah. some horrible shit in the book. Way more like the book goes way more violent and gory and shit because right. it's the book. Um, right. But you but say the, that, but Kathy Bates, I had a hard time watching her in any other role after that movie. <laughs> you know, yeah, just she, watching her Waterboy and shit, acting like you know Bobby Boucher's mama. I had a hard time. Like, ain't you that fucked up chick that was in Misery? But you know. Yeah, she brings was, it. And it's funny yeah, because bring- James Caan was always playing these tough guy roles. Like you said, Sonny Corleone and, you know, uh, Thief from Michael, another great flick, Thief. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, he's always playing these tough guys. And then to see him in Misery where he's so helpless. Um, he had Tied rage. up to the bed and yeah. yeah. yeah he- Being helpless and frail and, you know, vulnerable. It, it was, it was, yeah, he, dude, dude, yeah, dude had skills. Yep. And like I said, we got to talk about Eraser. He was a bad guy in Eraser. I do not care. When he died, this was the first movie I thought of. I didn't think of Godfather. <laughs> didn't think of Misery. I thought of Eraser. The Arnold Schwarzenegger movie. <laughs> because the moment he came in and he acted like he was Arnold Schwarzenegger's best friend, but he kept saying, look, Johnny, we got to do this. We got to do this, Johnny. I'm like, bad guy. Bad guy. That's the bad guy. You have, so You have yeah. just been erased. <laughs> <laughs> right. I think he did. I think it was the last line he said to him before he killed him. Because he was the main bad guy of the movie. So, yeah. Uh, and a guilty pleasure, Mike. Like I said, he did all this movie stuff, but he did some TV stuff also. So, my guilty pleasure from James Caan was Las Vegas. And, yes, hmm. I did watch for the plot. But it was it was my guilty pleasure. I did watch it. Like like the show. I think the last five seasons, I think I dropped off like around season three or whatever like that. But, you know pretty fun so wow, it's right like that long huh yeah that, that show lasted a while so yeah oh uh, like i said i watched a lot of james con the dude worked he put out work i even watched another james con movie last night with robert duvall's in the 70s it was called the killer elite you ever heard of eli uh no i don't think so okay this elite? movie is crazy as hell it's three hours long <laughs> but it's a crime drama where he gets shot by his partner robert duvall so he has to train learns karate from black dudes and at the end of the movie he has to fight ninjas <laughs> but he no only shit. Has like that sounds yes. awesome i'm watching that <laughs> it's three hours long so you just fast forward to the end if you just want to just get to the ninjas but yeah he's like fighting ninjas with a cane and shit because he only got like one good leg left and yeah they, they but they they don't wear black pajamas they wear gray pajamas so it's like they didn't know what ninjas look like yet but yeah <laughs> oh it's one of the dudes old. It, it's it's like 71 some shit like that okay. so it's an old one when, when ninjas like before the karate craze like really really took off it was there so he's like doing like fake karate but it's like come on man you ain't really doing karate but. also santa's sleigh there's a, it's a stupid cheesy horror flick christmas horror flick called santa sleigh starring goldberg the wrestler as santa as a Bill psycho goldberg. santa claus yeah. yeah who goes around killing everybody but the opening scene is fucking hilarious and james con is in that opening scene and it's fucking great if not watch that movie just for the opening scene but it's great <laughs> and it, it's a great <laughs> did it turn off something else so yeah all right so yeah we spent too much time but we had to play and we can keep going on james con because he just made a shit ton of movies movies that you like but mm-hmm. like i said we can't be here all day we got other stuff to talk about so 
Rest in peace to James Conn. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So uh, what do we got here next? I'm going to let you take over for this one because I'm not too familiar with his body of work. But yeah, I'm going to let you go with that one. Well, uh, Tony Ciriccio, I think that's how you say his name. He he passed away this week as well. Another guy famous for playing gangsters. He most famously played Polly Walnuts on Sopranos. Um, Mm -hmm. A fan favorite character. Hilarious. Um, I, I remember you saying that uh, the penguin on the Batman kind of yeah. mimicked pop. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He out. He was like a, such a ball breaker. He was always cracking wisecracks, and um, and him and Christopher, they were kind of always teaming up together. They were like, you know, the Abbott and Costello, if you will. Um, that's probably an old cut for most of you youngins, but I don't give a shit. But anyways, <laughs> yeah, he, he was a fan favorite on that show. But he's been in a lot. He was in Goodfellas. He was in a lot of gangster movies and shit. Um, kind of made a career playing those type of characters. Um, so, yeah, rest in peace to Polly Walnuts, Tony. Cool. All right. So, like I said, now we just jump into it. Like I said, I, I put a big poster of it with Love and Thunder coming on. People had watched the movie. Uh, I don't have, the like, all the numbers in front of me right now, but I think it's, like, the fifth highest opening uh, weekend for an MCU movie, so yeah, pretty good. So the, the theater people are coming back to the theaters. You know, not everybody's watching Minions. You know, uh, <laughs> so have you heard that weird shit, Eli? That they, the theaters are banning people from watching Minions uh, because no. apparently the kids are dressing up in suits to go wear Minions. Like, yes, like Minion suits, dressing up as no, minions? like like suits, like like you go into a job interview suits. The <laughs> oh, like are, Gru? What's his name? Gru? The, the, I, I, I the guess character? I guess I don't know minions like that, but these kids oh. dressing up like that. But they're going in there, basically, they're all dressed up in suits, acting their ass, basically acting like minions in the theaters. So they're oh. banning anybody that shows up in a group with, with suits on. Oh no shit. Yeah, okay. so theater because these these kids I are acting like assholes. So yeah, it's no, I I did not hear that. Well, yeah, I didn't I just heard that. I was like, wait, what? Okay, but anyway, <laughs> uh, yeah, let's talk about Thor: Love and Thunder. Like I said, we saw this movie this weekend. Uh, Eli, you, got, you said you saw it uh, this morning. I or? just saw it today. Yeah, saw you saw it, it today. Afternoon. Okay, cool. So, like I said, we're just gonna just do a, a deep dive into it. Don't know how long we're gonna go into it. I think I'll just give my initial thoughts of the movie and just just go into it. I'm gonna deep dive after that. So, what do I think about this movie? Okay, so you got Thor Ragnarok, right? This isn't Thor Ragnarok. But it's not Thor the Dark World either. But if you were to take Thor Ragnarok and Thor the Dark World and put them together, I feel like you would get this movie. <laughs> I think that's what it is. And I think that's why it's so divisive right now. I have seen a lot of people on the, like, if you just go by Twitter right now about the critique, what they're saying about this movie, they're saying this is the worst movie ever and the best movie ever. And this is bringing people back to the theaters and also killing the MCU. So it's doing all these things at once, <laughs> you know. Uh, but yeah, that's what I think about the movie. People are going to see the movie. They want to see dark, gritty. They want to see, you know, heads being ripped off so like that. It's not that. Did Thor Love and Thunder. Really? And, did they did they think they were gonna see <laughs> well, keep, keep in mind now that people are still comparing Miss Marvel to the boys. <laughs> you know, they have the I same have, fan base. I, I don't have know seen why. that. I've seen like, that. It's fucking they have, why does Miss Marvel and the boys have the same demographic? I don't I don't get that, but whatever. <laughs> So that's the world we live in right now. So people are doing the same thing with Love Thunder, Thor, uh, Love and Thunder. But the thing is that they sold you what the movie is. I don't know why people are getting pissed off. Here's the thing. This movie is the closest thing. Now, it's not the closest thing. It is a romantic comedy. That's exactly what it is. 
they sold the movie as a romantic comedy. That's what they gave you as a romantic comedy. Now, um, the crutch of the movie is based on Thor and Jane's relationship. That's what the movie is about. Everything else is kind of like background noise. Yes, Gore the God Butcher is one of the most vicious villains of the last 10 years in comics. And here, he more or less is just villain of the week. But here's the thing. Even though he's villain of the week, if it was anybody else other than Christian Bale playing this role, you would have forgot about it. But since Christian Bale, you remember Christian Bale because he brings in this role. So, uh, yeah, he kind of played him as a... like a like one a, of them, one of them Cockney gangsters from a Guy Ritchie movie. You know what I mean? Like Snatcher. Lock, I stock. can see it, <laughs> right? And and it fit. Now, sometimes I, I've heard a lot of people saying that it feels like Christian Bale's in a different movie. So, like I said, this is a rom com. It's a comedy. I know people saying that the jokes are kind of like beat you over the head a couple times like that. And then here comes Christian Bale coming out of nowhere doing his basically serial killer American Psycho thing, you know. And so we were saying it's out of. Uh, context rest of the movie for some part it is but at the same time there are a lot of times when i think christian bale does understand the assignment he does deliver some cheesy lines you know i'll get you my kitties because think about the whole plot of the movie some kidnapping kids you know you don't think about that with the god butcher but like i said it's a disney movie so whatever and that's the thing people are getting on this movie but it really is a kid's movie like i said i'm spoiling it for yeah it's very people don't very very light light and fluffy (laughs) It's light and fluffy. That's how they designed the movie. They want you to have a good time. They want you to have, they want it to be a roller coaster. They want it to be a theme park. You know, I know that's, you know, negative. You're not supposed to say that about these movies, but that's, I can tell how, that's how they made this movie. They wanted the movie to go in like that. They wanted you to have fun. They wanted you to not think too hard about it or feel too bad about it because they're dealing with some serious stuff in this movie. For instance, let's talk about uh, Jane Foster for a second. Now, like I said, one of the main plots of Jane Foster in this movie is that she has cancer. That is a plot from the comic. They took it right from them. When she got Monier, the more she uses Monier, the faster the, the uh, cancer runs through her body. So, you know, I almost, I almost give them kudos for that. You know, I almost thought they wouldn't go, th- go that far with it. But Taika Waititi did it. Did he make, and I've seen some people uh, knock the movie because they said they didn't take the cancer serious enough in this movie. I think that was part of the plot because they try to make, basically Jane was trying to put on a mask in front and fight the cancer. So she didn't want to seem weak in front of anybody, which a lot of people do that if they're in a a terminal situation or a sick situation, they put on a mask to make them seem uh, stronger. They they don't want to seem weak. You know, they don't want help or anything like that, you know. So I like how they did it. And a lot, and People and, are knocking, and, yeah. and I'm kind of glad that they didn't go there. That like they didn't. They could have been like something excruciatingly sorrowful, and you know, like because like Disney tends to do that, especially with parents. You know? Yeah, because <laughs> I know? thought they were just gonna cut the cancer plot all together. I was like, oh, yeah. they actually put it in there. Okay, like yeah. like Guardians, the first Guardians movie. That beginning like broke me, and then, and then like okay, and then here's the rest of this, you know, fun space romp. You know, right? You know, but but it began with just this emotional fucking scene, and I'm glad that Thor didn't go there. You know, because I right. I wasn't in the mood for that. <laughs> right. I wanted but to I have do, fun. I'm gonna have you know. But I'm, I'm glad you brought I'm glad you brought up uh Guardians of the Galaxy versus this movie because I did feel like Guardians of the Galaxy balanced that tone better. It did balance you know comedy versus little serious moments because at first it was a gut punch when you got there. Where Thor, it feels like they're giving you serious moments but as soon as they give it to you they brush it off and get back oh, yeah. to the jokes and shit you know yeah, and that's so, like that's just yeah. taiki watiti's like style he that's what he just does he's he he 
if there's a joke, he's going to go there. He's just constantly cracking, you know, jokes. Right. You know, and some people yeah. think the jokes beat you over the head, you know, yeah. because in my in my yeah. theory, it was like that. The, when the first movie came on, when the movie first came on, everybody was laughing. <laughs> we had fun halfway yeah. through the movie. OK, yeah. you know, third movie, like, oh, OK, because that's the reason why comedy specials aren't two hours long, because after <laughs> an hour, 45 minutes, we're laughed out, you know. Oh, yeah. I'm but, glad that this was only like was it under two hours? It was under yeah, two hours, yeah. If this went on for like, like three hours, two, and just like three hours, I would have been yeah. And it just waka 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 like okay yeah. man, come on. I I couldn't handle this for three hours. <laughs> right, <laughs> like make it easy breezy, get in, get out. Cause yeah. now here's the thing, like I said, the comedy is subjective, so you got to remember some of these jokes are gonna get you. You don't both of these jokes or you not. For instance, let's talk about tooth nasher and tooth grinder. Now. <laughs> For people that haven't seen the movie, if this bothers you, you're going to hate this movie because that's not one joke. That's throughout the entire movie. They do that shit, what, about 10, 15 times? Yeah. Like me like personally. It, it, yeah. it got old on the second time. <laughs> I, and, and that's what I'm saying. Comedy is subjective. <laughs> I was laughing my ass off every time they did it, but I could see how that could get on people's nerves if you do it over and over and over again. And it was a lot of jokes they were repeating in this movie. Uh, like, for instance, the, uh, the, the love triangle between Monier and Stormbreaker. That was you funny. Know, it was funny, yeah. but they went to it a few too many times for my taste. I like, okay, we get it, but you 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 keep going back to it. It was almost like a plot line in the movie where it should have been just a one-off joke. Mm-hmm. I, I felt, you know. Yeah. Um, but like I said, comedy subjects. Some people are gonna laugh at that, some people are not gonna laugh at that. What what uh things we got on here? I'm trying to see what I got here. Thor, let's talk about Thor now. Here's the funny thing about it, the people that are bashing this movie are saying, we want serious Thor. They gave you serious Thor. That's what the first two movies were, Dark World and the other one. You hated those movies. But now you're saying all of a sudden, now you want those movies back. You're the reason they went to this jokey-ass, goofy Thor. You know, And they ra- they completely ramped him up in it. He is the dumb blonde in this movie. He is a dumbass in this movie. Now, in the first movies, you could understand because, okay, it's cultural differences. He doesn't understand our culture. Another, you you overplay it. He knows the culture now, and he's still a dumbass. He just wrecks shit, just flies through the world. And uh, dumb yeah. Thor carried over into, like, even Avengers movies. Right, it carried over the Avengers movie. Like, they took the cue from Taika Waititi. But it wasn't like they let up. They doubled down on it, even in this movie. You know, uh, it's one of the reasons why the Guardians basically kicked him out of the Guardians, <laughs> you know, because he's basically with him the whole time. Oh, let's see what we got. There's an uncomfortable laugh when the Rocky Lynn said his relationship with a really uh, shout out to what is this? GD GZ D for life or was it Jizz for life? Yeah, Jizz for thanks for thanks for watching. Now, yeah, and I, you know what. I don't think honestly I didn't I didn't get a long pause in my theater when it happened but I knew people were gonna go on about that but remember he already now people need to get off that because he already said there are no women croning so that's just how they reproduce so yes cron, uh cork is gay okay yeah and they like and they like and they like fucking lava or whatever <laughs> yeah fuck, I, I, I was, honestly I kind of zoned out when he's told that whole story I was like okay yeah whatever yeah. you another dude so uh let's talk about zeus for a second now people want to people want to get on zeus now i will say this dc is behind a lot of things on marvel they are a lot of behind but one thing we can say they have the up on is zeus (laughs) i think if the if dc zeus and marvel zeus got into a fight i'm putting my money on dc uh more uh dc zeus you know 
But there's something that happened with this Zeus that I don't think a lot of people caught. Ah, get out of it. Uh, for instance, okay, so first off, Zeus is a dumbass in this in this movie also, but that's on purpose because they're basically trying to show how useless the gods are, which they want you to kind of root for Gore, basically like Gore is right. But in this movie, what you have here with Zeus is a world leader downplaying a crisis and gaslighting anybody that plays up the crisis. Meanwhile, just so he can keep his constituents without causing a panic. That's how you know this movie is written post-2020. <laughs> that's all I'm saying. I'm not going to go any further than that, but you can tell that's where they went with that. Um, but that's also like a theme in a lot of like Greek mythology and stuff. I mean, like, you know, having less faith in the gods and the gods taking their wrath out on the people and, and, and all well, that. Well, that's the and thing. Then, in Greek mythology, the gods are dumbasses. The gods yeah. are petty. They just do yeah. shit just for they, doing shit. Yeah. They're just a reflection of humanity, you know? Right. That's they're, not they super, they're, they're like the boys. They're like the boys. Yeah. Like, yeah. like and, the superheroes on the boys, yeah. And it's not meant to, like, you know, knock religion or any in any way. It's just like it's just a reflection that no, nothing's perfect. Like no, you know, and it, it it makes humans more humble. I mean, that's the that's the purpose of it. Is like when the gods are just as stupid as you are, it it, it takes the pressure off of you. Now <laughs> here's the thing, Eli. You you bring up a good point. Like I said, this movie is fluffy. This movie is light. But the beginning of the movie was pretty heavy. Yeah. And honestly, I thought the movie because here's the thing. Even though the movie is a romantic comedy. You could have made this movie centered around Gore because Christian Bale's Gore was that interesting. He yeah. was that meaty of a villain. Because, I mean, I, like I said, we, you go to Black Panther, the movie did revolve around Killmonger. Even Multiverse of Madness, the movie revolved around Ronda, Wanda because those villains were the interesting. So this movie, if you really want to go that whole atheist route, you could have went there with that. Because the first part of the movie is I renounce my gods and I'm going to kill all the gods. So you even could have played it up to... Uh, a atheist going around trying to cure religion. I yeah. mean, basically, Gore was just a PG thirteen Kratos. That's all it was. So yeah, I mean, it, it reminded that yeah. begin. Yeah, the beginning reminded me of Bram Stoker's Dracula with um mm -hmm. from uh what's his name Francis Ford Coppola. His for that that beginning scene where he renounces God, you know, right, and that's and, and he's cursed for it. You know, it, that it's basically beat for beat the same kind of scene and the same sort of character. And that's what kept me interested because it did, yeah. yes, as, as light and as fluffy as this movie was, there was, there was a, a, a very, like, um, dry theme of theocracy and, you know, right. deep philosophical religious commentary going on. It didn't beat you over the head with it. But it was there. And I think they did know? it on purpose because they went too hard with, you know, yeah. religion and theocracy. Then it probably would have got in trouble overseas and stuff. So they downplayed oh, yeah. as much as they could, I think, you know. So, but but it's there if you want to see it. And and, it, and like I said, the movie, people don't want to think about the themes of this movie. It's just a fun roller coaster stuff like that. But I think there is, you know, parallels between Gore and Jane. Both of them have magical weapons that are both saving them from death and killing them at the same time. And they're both on the same path that we got to get this one thing done before we we get past yeah yeah and they're two they're both opposites you know you had gore yeah. who was like totally re religiously devoted to the gods who feels betrayed and then jane who's a woman of science who doesn't believe mm -hmm. in religion and she's all about facts and she's a science she's a scientist and then she ends up believing in the magic believing in this you know spiritual realm at the end you know so that that was again like it's it, they didn't beat you over the head with it but if you want to look right. for it it's there 
And then you also have Gore. I don't know if they wanted to go this route. It does feel like he is being a hypocrite also. All the guys are dying, but then he goes to Eternity. Spoiler alert, Eternity's in the movie, you know. Uh, which Eternity, if you go by the comics, is the God of Gods. Like you, if you got tiers of guys. Okay, you got these pity guys here, but you're gonna pray. You're gonna go to another God to get rid of other guys. You're still going to guys. You're still going to guys to kill the gods. So it is some mm-hmm. hypocrisy in there. I think you know. Yeah. Uh, like I said, if you want to think too hard about the movie, uh, but that's that's the main thing about it. Like I said, if you want to go in there, you want to compare this to the boys, and you're mad because not enough blood, not enough titties in, it and stuff like that, and <laughs> not enough cocaine in it. Then yeah, this. Maybe not the movie for you. Go in thinking it's a kid movie. Now, am I saying you should, you know, temper your expectations or no, 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 no. If 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 you go into this movie and it doesn't deliver for what you want, have all right shit on this movie as much as you want to. But at the end of the day, when everybody's doing all these nitpicks and tearing the movie apart and cinema sense, all this stuff, ask yourself one question. Were you entertained? Yeah. That's the only question you should ask yourself. Were you entertained? Yeah, but no. Were you entertained? Yeah, but they no. Were you entertained? That's all the question you need to ask. Yeah. So I mean, then some shit just ain't for everybody, right? <laughs> yeah, it's like it goes it was, back to Miss Marvel. Uh, Doctor Strange 2 should be renamed Doctor Strange, but yeah, all Marvel movies. Shout out to Doctor Doom, yeah, <laughs> yeah, Doctor Doom. <laughs> Thanks for listening, Nick. <laughs> yeah, uh, never mentioned heroes got learned the hard way. He told the first guy he was praying to him, help daughter ignore him. Yeah, yeah, that's the thing, that's that's part of it. Uh, uh, GZ for for if, yeah, uh, yeah. because the thing is, he. He prayed to the guys. The guys ignored him. So like, all the guys got to go. And just going to the uh, city of the guys and seeing how petty they were and all they cared about was orgies, he was like, well, Gore has a point. Just get rid of these guys, you know. <laughs> and again, that's that that whole thing, that's Taika Waititi poking fun at shit. He's poking fun at religion and God. That's what he does. Like, he poked fun at Nazis with Jojo Rabbit. He poked fun right. at Thor and everything. He, he's, other- he's Jewish and played Hitler. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he poked fun at uh, vampires with we are we live in the shadows mm-hmm. or whatever that show or the movie. I, I haven't mm-hmm. seen the show, I heard it's great, but I've seen his movie. He made the movie mm-hmm. where he just makes fun of horror and monsters and vampires and stuff. And that's just what he does, that's what he's been doing with all his movies, and he does that here, you know. So, um, yeah, I mean, for people who are like shitting on it because it's not violent or dark enough, that you know, that's judging by the trailer, you know what you know what you're in for and yes but, but that's the just, thing that's the thing yeah. people already know what they're in for so they're going in to shit on the movie they're already yeah. going in to hate this movie like for yeah. instance uh not only was it too joking shit like that you still got people oh yeah back was pretty cool in there but we're not talking about her oh uh, jane foster that's what's point i was trying to get to jane foster you know some people going in there and hate this movie also earl oh she, they're trying to make her the girl boss she's going to be the new thor the movie didn't even go that route it really didn't she was there you know, but she didn't take over the movie. At the end of the day, the, okay, Jane Foster was not Furiosa. Like, if you go watch that last Mad Max movie, you go see Mad Max, but it's really just Furiosa. Just, and Mad Max is kind of like in the past to see, like, well, let me know when you kick everybody's ass and then I'll I'll roll the credits. No, this was Thor's movie. You know, Jane Foster was there. She helped out. She was a good sidekick. She was there to, like, you know, do their back and forth uh, relationship thing. But, yeah, at the end of the day, it was Thor's movie, you know. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so people want to go in there and shit on a movie like this. Oh, because the MCU is getting woke, go woke, go broke. When it ain't even about that. The movie was, and plus, honestly, I like how Jane became Thor in this movie. 
Now, I always thought it was going to be like some kind of multiverse thing. Doctor Strange broke the multiverse open. That's how this happened. It wasn't that. It was in continuity. When they were in a relationship eight years ago, when they sat down, Thor was completely in love with Jane. He told Monia, if I'm not around, protect her. Boom. And he did. I can, I can deal with that. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. And like you said, back to like, you know, it goes back to Miss Marvel or, or Naomi. Some things just ain't for everybody, you know. Right. <laughs> it's not, it's not target. You're not the target audience. Right, right. Know? But they go out of their way to shit on stuff yeah. that's not their target, and they know they're not gonna like anyway. Yeah. So yeah. I mean, that, that if you got the time to do that, well, good for you. Right. You got way because I know right. people that are fans of the. Let's let's be honest with you, this whole movie is a condensed version of Jason Aaron's run. You got Gordon okay, Godbush, yeah. you got Jane Fox, got all that. It's just like, let's take Jason Aaron's runs. Because comic book fans, Marvel fans, act like Jason Aaron was the only guy that ever wrote Thor. Like, like he created Thor. Like, he created the religion of Norse mythology. Like, like the reason Thursday is named after Thor because of Jason Aaron. Like, it's other <laughs> Thor stories to tell, but fuck it, yeah. This is this, So they condensed all this stuff together. Does it work all in one story? Probably not, because it's two different tones. You could have told the gore story killed off Thor, chopped his arm off, whatever like that, then told the Jane Foster story and whatever, but, you know, I mean, that's yeah. how they want to do with it. Yeah. And, yeah, if you want to, like, whine about, you know, Taika Waititi, like, making light of Norse mythology, making a parody of Norse mythology, mm -hmm. Marvel Comics did that already, you know? Right. The MCU <laughs> did that already. Yeah, yeah like, the, the Thor comics were a parody of Thor. Right. I mean, uh, and, the, and, uh, and the, sometimes they put disclaimers of like this is our version of Thor, yeah. not the whatever. Viking Jesus is get you know some Jewish guy in Brooklyn turns into the Viking Jesus, you know. Right. <laughs> that was the original <laughs> Thor comics. So right. <laughs> yeah, these are based on the Thor comics, which are very bright and wild and goofy and fluffy. Right. Already, and what the first you know? thing Thor did, he fought Saturn men, men from Saturn and yeah. from space or like that. That's and it, then, you know. Jason Aaron was the one who turned Thor into Conan. <laughs> right. That's everybody's favorite run. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know? that, right. That's what Thor should be now. So everybody yeah. act like Thor didn't exist before Jason Aaron. Yeah, but like, when it wasn't the case, you know. Thor before. was a fabulous hippie for fucking 40 years before Jason Aaron got a hold of him. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Oh, man. So, yeah, that's my thing. But, um,. That's all. I didn't want to do a deep dive on this. I do want to say one thing. Like I said, people are knocking this movie because I think it's things they didn't understand this movie. There are people, I heard a lot of people asking when Thor at the end of the movie gave all the kids powers, which should tell you this is a kid's movie because you're giving the kids powers because it's a uh, kid's wish fulfillment, power fantasy. That was it's my a kid's favorite movie. part of the movie. It's a kid's movie. Yeah. But here's the thing. People ask like that. Well, if he give the kids powers, why did he do that with the Avengers? Why did he do it with the Condens? Why did he get Thanos? First off, if you pay attention to what he was doing, he didn't use his power. He used Zeus' power. He used that lightning bolt he got. That's why all the kids have yellow lightning around them. So the reason he didn't do the Wakandas and the Avengers the same way because he didn't have that power. So instead of going out of your way to shit on a movie, maybe pay attention to the plot line they're explaining to you. Not that's just me, you know. Whatever. Uh, is it me or Thor's armor had real look like CGI? Was in your face? Maybe I'm wrong, but James Armor was fine. Jane's armor was CGI. Her arms were CGI. <laughs> she didn't work out for this shit. <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah, but yeah, I, I, that that was my favorite part was you know the kids getting the powers and just being, yeah, and, and like the I girl said, with the teddy bear. Yeah, yeah, that <laughs> was, was just goofy. Week. That was like it was I said, just goofy as hell, right? Yeah, you know, 
And that's where Taika Waititi shines is in the goofiness, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and on that level, it, it was fine. Like, yeah, I, like I love Ragnarok. That's one of my favorite MCU movies. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And like you said, this wasn't that, this isn't as good as Ragnarok, but it had that same sort of tone, which I was expecting. Judging by the trailers, I knew this was going to be warm and fuzzy and, and sweet. It was totally sweet. Maybe a little mm-hmm. too sweet at times, and I needed right. a palate cleanser because it was just so rich. And right, because it just really just laid it on you. Yeah, so and you could see like the bright colors all the place. Yeah, yeah, it was just so sugary. I just needed, you know, and then you have gore there to the palate cleanser to wash it down a couple times. But yeah, mm-hmm. some of the jokes, it was constantly bombarded by jokes. Some of them I laughed, some of them I didn't. <laughs> like, <Right>. You know, <laughs> um, but you know, for the most part, yes, I was entertained. You know, and again. This is a perfectly fine Marvel movie. <laughs> it can't like, be fine, Eli. This has to be the greatest movie of all time, or it sucks. This is it can't what it can't be Marvel right. does. That's this is what they've been doing. They cranked mm-hmm. another one out on the conveyor belt, and this is what you get. They got a shtick, they got a formula, and they stick to it. And that's what you right. get, you know. So now, if you want to bash them for sticking too close to the formula, because I, I do feel like some of their movies they did kind of stray away from the formula, like Eternals. But people didn't respond to it, you know. So just go back to formula, yeah. You know, yeah. And Eternals, you know, wasn't, yeah. That, wasn't that made by an Oscar-winning director? Right, right, <laughs> right. People were like it's too different. Get this shit away from me, you know. Well, <laughs> Not complaining because it's too much yeah. to say. Like yeah, they ain't gonna get, they ain't gonna, that ain't happening again. <laughs> right, you are gonna get this shit right here. So you can play about all you want to. That's why we ain't getting serious Thor anymore. You gonna get jokey hippie Thor. That's what's going forward, you know. Yeah. So yeah. You asked yeah, for it. It was fine. It, it was totally like, uh, you know, uh, you know, I, I People was into going it. into Thor wanting the Batman. That's what they want. You know, <laughs> raining all the time, him narrated to himself, <laughs> the thunder and the lightning. I <laughs> mean, I, you know, back to the whole metal thing, what, you, you know, was I getting a little annoyed with all the Guns N' Roses song? Yeah. You know, of all the Viking metal and black and Norse. Yeah, like- that's that's my thing about the soundtrack. People are praising the soundtrack because in Ragnarok, they gave you that metal sound. I'm like, well, damn, that fits Thor. That makes sense to yeah. Thor. Now you got these Guns N' Roses love, song, uh, love songs in here. And I'm just like, yeah. But like I said, for the movie they're making, if especially at the end of the movie, because like I said, what was the main song? Sweet Child of Mine. And yeah. he has basically gets a daughter at the end of the movie. Yep. So and it kind of comes songs, full circle. Yeah, November yeah. Rain, Welcome to the Jungle. Basically all the Guns N' Roses hits. You know, but I, but I get it. Back hey, to, hey, what's going on? Hey, what's up? Thanks for listening. Um, mm-hmm. but, uh, but I get it. Like, again, this is light and fluffy Disney shit. I know that, yes, in Norway and Scandinavia and Sweden, death metal and Viking metal and black metal is huge over there. But that ain't going to fit into no Disney movie. You know, you can have Amon Amarth in a Disney movie. That's too damn abrasive. That's just too hard for people. I mean, <laughs> they could go that route. They just didn't want to, you know. But I was I was glad when I heard the Dio song, Rainbow in the Dark, after the second credit sequence. Okay. I was like, okay. Did, did, you, did you expect it to come in? Or? No. I was like, oh, shit. They're playing a metal song, and it ain't Guns N' Roses. <laughs> <laughs> like a real metal song. Okay. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, fuck yeah, that made up for all the Guns N' Roses uh, butt rock that we were <laughs> <laughs> Because, yes, Thor is more of a, he's, yeah, you know, what was it? The Led Zeppelin, the Immigrant Song. You know, that's what was in the right. first one. It, it, it just that, fits. It just fit yeah. in there. But 
Yeah, and that was like a perfect blend. I because I because I guess Jason Aaron was listening to that song on repeat while he was writing that Thor run. So that's why they threw that in there. So did, it, did Jason Aaron say that? Yeah, yeah, he did. Wow. He did. Okay. Yeah. What um, were there any other songs he mentioned? Uh no, not that I know of. But yeah, I mean, I, I knew they weren't going to go straight up death metal because, like I said, there's so many, like Viking metal is like an actual right. subgenre of metal. Right. You know? and, and plus, like I said, for the movie they were making, it wouldn't have fit anyway. Like I no, said, this is romantic yeah. comedy. So you playing death metal yeah, in a romantic comedy. Right. Like, what are we watching? You know? Yeah. But I'm saying, but, I, I, but my thing is like Guns N' Roses didn't fit it either. But okay. <laughs> it, it, it fitted it fitted better than like hardcore death metal for the movie they're making. That's all I'm saying. You know, you got to read the room. Dio, Rainbow in the Dark made up for it, even though it was at the end in the credits. <laughs> I did throw up the horns like, yes. <laughs> Maybe that was oh. my favorite part. <laughs> what, the credits? The Dio song at the credits. Oh, okay. Yeah. I thought you were saying the credits were my favorite part of this movie. <laughs> I got a chance to go home. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, so, okay. Let's have a rate on this bad boy. Uh, I'm going to go first. I'm going to give it 3.5 out of 5. It was good. Like I said, it wasn't a terrible. It wasn't top tier Marvel, but it wasn't Dark World either. It's it's there. You know, but what would you give it? I'll give it a 3 out of 5. Would you say 3.5 out of 5? 3.5 out of 5, yeah. Yeah, I'll go 3. I won't ride your dick that much but i'll give it a three <laughs> <laughs> gotta have some difference on it. okay yeah 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 right. like i said it's, it's fine it's, it's another marvel movie you know it's fine yeah, and maybe we'll do a deep dive on it. One thing about it, like these Marvel movies, they all feel like one shots. This this Thor movie does feel like a one shot. Like it feels like he kind of where he was at the beginning. Now I won't say that he did have some growth because he had to find love in the base movie. In the movie, he learned to let love love. I guess that's the whole theme of the movie. You know, people are gonna break this movie down after they stop shitting on it. But yeah, we'll get there. Uh, what was going playing with the kids? What was going? No, no, he wasn't gonna kill him. Okay, so what he was doing with the kids? He was just trying to get Thor. Yeah. And Valkyrie to come to his planet because when he came to New Asgard, he had Thor, Mighty Thor, with Jane Foster, and Valkyrie standing in front of him. On their planet in New Asgard, he couldn't fight him. If I fight him, I'm going to lose. But if he go to the Shadow Realm, he can kick their ass. So basically, it was just bait to get them to chase him. That's oh, plus, he was still, yeah, he was baiting them because he needed uh, Stormbreaker to right. open the, the key to the nowhere or not nowhere. Right, because if he would have fought them right in New Asgard, right, he would have kicked yeah. ass. But you know, if he takes yeah. the kids, they're going to come after him and chase him. So that's why. He was never planning to kill the kids. So Yeah. I don't think he, I mean, the type of character that he was once we know him, I don't think it, it was even in him to kill kids. Like, guys, yeah, they got it. He just needed a Stormbreaker. Yeah, he just needed a Stormbreaker. Yeah. yeah. Because that was his whole plan to, to get to eternity. You know. So... Yeah, that's it. Like I said, we're done talking about Thor the Dark World. We're not Dark. What is this movie? Love and Thunder. Love and Thunder? That movie. <laughs> you know what, Eli? The best part about it is that people are no longer shitting on the Dark World. You see, now that people are coming out the closet, you know, saying, you know what? I kind of like that movie. Because just a shit on <laughs> just a shit on this movie, you know. Well, but you know what? Yeah. I think people when people think of Thor, like non-comic, like comic book fans, we know what Thor is. Mm -hmm. But non-comic book fans. They want Lord of the Rings. They want Game of which, Thrones. Which is kind of what he is. Yeah. That's Sometimes, what, you know, that's when you go there. That's what they kind of yeah. want. But comic book Marvel Thor isn't that, you know? And I think 
the especially Dark World. I think they tried to bring back in the original movie. They well, they sort I think of I this, think the uh the director of Dark World was a guy that did uh a couple Game of Thrones episodes. Yeah, and that, but I think yeah. they were trying to bring that sort of Norse mythology, the gritty, you know, the dark elves, and that you know try to bring that imagery into right, the lore all the, the, the yeah. marvel the space cosmic marvel lore and it just didn't gel you know and and i yeah so and then taiki watiti just threw it all out the window no, this is space viking that's what he is right now at the beginning of the movie he's doing van damme split kicks you know yeah. karate kicking <laughs> like this yeah. isn't a thorough i know from the comics but they don't care they just gonna just do whatever they want to you know yeah so, I think the original and I don't know why core, people are still complaining about, oh, they changed up these characters. The MCU at this point doing whatever the hell they want to do. Yeah. Like, this, they ain't even stopped now, so I don't know why you choose cherry-picking what you're upset about and what you're not upset about. You know, so. Yeah, because the original Thor movie, they were just, they, yeah, they didn't have, it, it was more cosmic space opera than, you know, straight up fantasy Dungeons and Dragons. You had Kenneth Branagh do yeah. the directing of that movie. He like did Shakespeare and shit. Yeah. Like, that's so he, that's, he, the, that's the direction turned that going. movie is. It's a Shakespeare tragedy. Especially it's a Shakespeare tragedy. That's what he Lo was making. Yeah, Loki's, Loki, the tale of Loki. I mean, that scene is one of my favorite MCU scenes where he confronts Odin about his lineage. Right. You know, but it's still, it's, it's, it's less Dungeons and Dragons and more space opera. You know, that first movie because it is fitting into the tone of the Marvel comics. Right. which is it's, it's cosmic marvel you like know? That. but the but the masses they want this store i mean you say you don't want it but your dollars are saying you want this store mm -hmm. yeah so that's my thing all right we can move on past that all right, now to the video game section. We were going to talk about some fun shit in the video game section, but I had to cut that because I want to talk about this. So this is some weird shit that happened. Okay, Eli, we talked about uh, two celebrity deaths. Yeah. But actually a bunch happened, and we're going to talk about the third celebrity death also. This so, I had to look into because I did hear about this, but then when you showed me this, I'm like, what the fuck? Right. This is like weird. <laughs> This is this like is, a movie. <laughs> this is like a movie video game. We're going to talk about it for a second. Okay, so for people that don't know what happened, so the third celebrity death we're going to talk about today is the former prime minister of Japan, uh, Shinzo Abe. I think that's what his name is. Yeah, if I'm screwing it up, I'm screwing it up. Okay, so he got assassinated this this week. Uh, he was shot in public. His secret service didn't do anything. And, and, and Japan's will have like some of the best gun control in the world. Yeah, but this guy, you know, prime minister guy, just somebody was walked to him and just shot him. So this uh, French alt-right politician put a picture up of, you know, the assassin. And the picture he posted on Twitter was this guy. For those who don't know who this guy is, he put a picture of him. This is Hideo Kojima. Hideo Kojima is the creator of the middle game solid video game franchise. So he's not an assassin. He's a video game guy. That's his thing. But the thing is, when this French alt-right politician posted, when he tweeted that picture of Hideo Kojima, it caught on. It went viral. So actually, like the actual official news reports, TV news reports of France, uh, Greece, and Russia all ran his picture. Now, he didn't say Hideo Kojima's name, but when they ran the picture, they ran Hideo Kojima's name. They straight up said, like Greece straight up said, Hideo Kojima just assassinated the former prime minister of, of Japan. And it just took off like wildfire, you know. Of course, he didn't do it because the same day when it happened, Hideo Kojima tweet 
was tweeting about minions. He was like, yeah, this movie is awesome. You know, not knowing that he was wanted for assassination, you know, <laughs> you know, so it got so bad that the uh that Kojima Productions, his his video game company, had to put out an official statement on Twitter saying, We're going to sue the people that are defaming us right now because we didn't kill anybody. You know, we don't know who killed them, so stop putting our name in this, you know. So that's what's going on right now. It's it's so weird that of all people, Hideo Kojima is the guy they go after. Yeah, because what was yeah. this guy trying to like? Was he trying to make a joke about like Snake was the assassinator? Assassin? No, no, no. no. First or, off, or, that, or that he... French politician was a racist. That's why he did this shit. What he okay. did, he just posted the first Japanese guy he Googled, and that's the picture he caught him. Mainly, he he did it because if you look at the pictures he used, he's, he's got a Che Guevara, Che Guevara. I think he's wearing like a, a red hat, but so he's wearing like communist, you know, gear. That's why he put. That's why he just took the picture and, and did it. You know, but yeah, but this, the funny thing is the reason why it's so weird that he did Kadeo Kojima, he did it because Hideo Kojima predicted this shit over 20 years ago in his video games. This is the plot of Metal Gear Solid 2. Because the plot in the Metal Gear Solid 2, the Illuminati is in the game, they're the main boss of the game, but you can't call them the Illuminati, they're called the Lale Lule Low because they program chips in everybody's head that you can't say their name out loud. But the plot of that movie is that uh, game is that metal, the main metal gear that they were making in the game was a device that was going to control the flow of information in the world. And it was going to basically, whatever the Illuminati wanted you to believe, they'll make you believe. Whatever they don't want you to believe, they won't make you believe. This was before the internet like really took off. I wanted. So basically, he predicted the internet. And exactly what happened is what happened. He predicted all this shit way back then. So that's why it's, it's so weird out of all people. Like, damn. We should we should listen to Kojima. Like, <laughs> I don't know how many people play video games and listen to shit, but please go play Metal Gear Solid 2. That shit is it was back in like 2001, like right before 9-11. And they predicted everything that's happening right now. Virtual reality, everything. So yeah, man. That's that's all I'm gonna talk about on that. But yeah, that's, that's a weird. that's a that's a weird story. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Now we move on. Like I said, it's comic book bullies. We were talking about comic books, and Eli, you you wanna you wanna start off the the train? Um, sure, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, can I do Can I do poison ivy? <laughs> yes, you can do poison ivy. You start off with poison ivy. <laughs> Wait for it. Now nah, you can go. <laughs> All right, I'll do Poison Ivy number two, okay. written by G. Jillow Wilson, or G. Mm-hmm. Willow Wilson, sorry. Um, so, yeah, this is, uh, um, so basically, Poison Ivy is on a murder rampage because she wants to destroy humanity because humanity is fucking up the earth. Again, that's <laughs> what she does. This is just what Poison Ivy does. Right, um, she's not turning to a good guy or changing her ways. No, she's just fucking shit up because that's what she yeah, likes to do. Yeah, she's just so. gone on a murder rampage, infecting people with these spores, these mushroom spores. What did you call them again? Your 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 worst. Uh, cord- cordyceps. Call yeah, them cordyceps. she's yep. turning them into these spores, mushroom corpses. You know, and balancing out the earth because human humanity is a virus on the earth. Um, that's her motivation. That's what she always does. This is just. I think this comic book is just elevating that because not much happens in this comic. It's just more mm. of a character study. She's at a diner contemplating what she's doing. She's, you know, people watching, watching people 
watching the waiter, has a conversation with this woman, um, you know, and she's like, human, at, you know, at, you know, individual, individually, humans aren't bad, bad, you know. They all Make, have their hope. She, she, she have a flashback like Harley when she was saying that. Yeah, because yeah. yeah, she was like, you know, she Harley's like the only human she really gives a shit about. Um, but she's like, you know, she's people observing that he, human, you know, human at the core, humans want to be good, but you know, collectively they just fuck up the earth. <laughs> you know, <laughs> so um, uh, and in in the comic, you know, the the woman that she's talking to, it turns out she ran some scams. She's doing some wire scams wire frauds or whatever and the cops show up to, to arrest her um and because poison ivy's talking to her she's guilty by association so she, she they try to arrest her too but she ends up infecting these cops and like you know they plant zombie out and they escape so that's essentially all that happens in this book but it's like i said it's more of a character study of her why she's doing things more getting in depth of her um her motivations and you know just uh just sort of finding just a deeper look into her psyche which i which i don't mind you know um i like the part where she's talking about the vegan that one vegan syrup or whatever right about, is she about, like people always ask her, is she a vegan you know yeah it's like no like like people think that you know and that that, that is a thing like you know, vegans try to say that it is environmentally friendly and it is when you compare it to the meat industry, but it's certainly not, you know, right. Green. It's, it's fucking up the <laughs> ecosystem. Right. Yeah, yeah. It's, you know, the, a lot of vegan foods are very processed and, and right. use a lot of resources and water and shipping and, you know, um, has a very large carbon footprint to make these right. highly processed vegan foods that, only rich vegans can eat plus meat eaters got to exist to you know to control the environment like if we didn't have you know wolves then deer would just go out of control yeah you know you got to have that balance you know yeah so she talks about yeah that 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 the earth is that there's this delicate balance that makes everything flourish on earth and it just keeps getting getting fucked up so i i enjoy like yeah the the social environmental commentary that's going on and it's just sort of a looking, it's a looking into the mind of a killer, so to speak, you know, because mm -hmm. she is a straight up villain in this, you know, and, but we're just seeing her why and we're understanding who she is. And, and I almost feel I'm like G. About. Willow Wilson is having fun, you know, writing, writing a villain. Yeah. As writing a villain. Yeah. yeah. Cause she's straight up evil. She's straight up killing people and murdering people indiscriminately. She knows like, oh yeah, that family that was just at the booth. They're going to go home. They're going to die. They're going to be dead tomorrow. They're going to infect all, you know, all their friends and family. Like she's, she knows she's like murdering people, you know, and she doesn't care because she thinks she believes that it's better for the earth. You know? Um, so, so can't say I agree, but I'm digging. <laughs> right. Cause they would include us reading too. So <laughs> yeah. Like just cause I, and that's the thing, you know, internet, just cause I like a character who's, who's a asshole doesn't mean I want to, aspire to be like them <laughs> right or agree with them or you know yes i just hashtag poison ivy was right no yeah no. it's an interesting story and she's compelling to read and that's right like I'm we thinking. can watch we can have fun watching jason and freddy krueger kill people yeah. that i mean we agree with them we just yeah. i can see them just chop people up you know yeah you know everybody's shitting on that quentin tarantino movie because or whatever 
but y'all watch right. Game of Thrones full of funeral rape and some of the incest and some of those fucked up atrocities, but somehow understood that that was just art and entertainment. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you know? So yeah, this is uh, I'm I'm digging this book. This is a four out of five. Cool. All right. For me. All right. Next book I got. Oh, well, first book I got. Book I'm going to do is let's do Dark Crisis number two. Eli, did, did you read this? No, that's on you, man. Okay. <laughs> Why'd I ask the question? <laughs> uh, yeah, but those that don't know, like I said, this is the newest crisis that DC has. I'm, I'm holding on. the last crisis by the tour. <laughs> they said it was going to be the last one, and I'm holding them to <laughs> well the last one after the last one you know <laughs> uh so yeah this is the newest crisis going on we still don't know how this is a crisis we just know it is a crisis so i guess shit's supposed to get rebooted when i have a group anyway last issue the teen titans tower got destroyed well got fucked up then destroyed but got fucked up and dark deathstroke is leading the legion of doom to storm the tower so basically this is the uh tower what's that movie siege of whatever siege of teen titan tower you know that's what this is oh. so let's just jump into it and so base what's going on oh i didn't read that uh pariah and i do like this the pariah because uh they're giving a detail about pariah pariah is the big bad of this whole crisis but they're actually doing panels that george perez actually originally drew sort of like drawing over them a little bit so it's like a, a nod to george perez because he was the original artist on the original crisis you know so i thought it was pretty cool uh, he basically telling his story about how his evil dark army of doomsday and dark side and all these fuckers, basically they're going to bring back the infinite earths that happened before the first crisis. Uh, but in order to do that, they have to destroy earth zero, which is the earth that we know, you know, well, all the heroes we know, but he's saying they got to go in order to bring back the other, other, uh, earths because they were with the other earths. They'll bring back his planet, you know, anyway, back to Teen tower, Teen Titans where they, everybody get fucked up uh nightwing is knocked out because he because like i said the bomb get blew up so and then the legion of doom is just tearing this place apart and you got these guys right here um i'm trying to think who's that. i don't know who these guys are except for this guy right here this is catman yes catman was a big deal in the 2000s and then dc just kind of forgot about him but he's here now so anyway catman is like i'm gonna take out dick grayson first Nope, no, he's not. <laughs> Dick Grace just kicked the shit out of him and just moves on to the next guy, you know. So he chases after them because they kidnap his students. And right when he gets there, boom, Deathstroke is waiting for him and they just beating the shit out of everybody in there. And basically, Deathstroke is just saying, Look, you want to save these Teen Titans? Me and you going to go one on one. And whoever wins, that's going to be the end of it. If you beat me, I leave. If I kill you, that's it, you know. And then he basically just showing all the Teen Titans, uh, you know, and I'm gonna go around the world and target all these guys: Damien, Blue Beetle, Supergirl, Doctor Light, Aqualad, all these folks like that. The, the Black Batman, yeah. Uh, and they just getting and basically like this. Batman, BIPOC Batman. I forgot. <laughs> so he's gonna go. He was like, okay, so we go one on one. This is it, Slade. He like, yeah, that's it. Oh, uh, he shows Beast Boy. He shot Beast Boy in the head last issue, but apparently Beast Boy is still alive. He just gonna just have a scar on his face that's all so that's when dick grayson and oh and prometheus shows up they got some deep cuts in this book prometheus is an old school justin league villain that they don't show anymore but anyway doesn't matter um they fight and i'm gonna just see if i can show that panel oh that's that's black spider he black spider if spider-man was an assassin so Deadpool, yeah oh uh, they go at it and i just want to show this awesome panel of this it's just let me see if i can 
Yeah, this right here. So it's basically just the whole panel is just them just beating the shit out of each other the whole time. You know, uh, last panel right here, Dick kicks him in the face, and boom, lands the last haymaker on him, and he takes Deathstroke down. Yeah, they have really jobbed Deathstroke in these last couple uh years because he used to be able to take the Teen Titans out by himself. You know, uh, but he's like, he's like, no, 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 we we gonna do this. He was like, Dick Grayson, look. If uh if I don't if I kill you, I'll let everybody else go right now. That's the rule. He like, you sure? He like, yeah. So just stand there and let me just shoot the shit at you. And uh this one puts a gun to his face and he's like, see, this way you're my favorite Robin. Shoots and boom, that's when John Kent shows up out of nowhere and just blocks <laughs> all the bullets. He was like, Well, by the time you showed up, he's like, My fault, I was I was late, I was handling shit. He was like, Okay, look, let's do this. This was like a job for a Superman. You know, he like, likes my line and anyway, like that. And that's when Deathstroke goes, Oh, so Superman's here. Okay. And there's one night when he's like, Okay, Superman's here, Slade. This shit is over with. You think I wasn't ready for Super Brett? No, we about to start round two. Like, and that's when, boom, somebody smashes right through Teen Titans' door and it is Cyborg Superman. He's like, You think I wasn't ready for Superboy? Yeah, I got something for him. He's like, Go get him. And that's when, uh, so this is old classic 90s Hank Henshaw, you know, and then he choked the shit out of him and take him outside. And then they start fighting and shit like that. And that's when uh, John falls off, you're not my father. And Cyborg Superman says, hey, well, neither are you, <laughs> you know, but don't worry. I try to be Superman myself also. So I know how you feel, you know, uh, he was like, no, nah, I am Superman. You know, they fight each other and shit like that. So all the teen Titans get go, go running out of there. Uh, let's get past this. Deathstroke basically because uh Pariah says don't uh you gotta leave. Uh they fight some more, they smash through the Teen Titans building, and that's when they both and so they both knocked out, both can barely stand, and that's when Cyborg, like Victor Stone Cyborg, smashes uh Cyborg Superman's head, like I'm tired of you giving Cyborg's a bad name, you know. And that's when he's he stands, he stands everybody up and they just look around, the school is just destroyed, you know, Teen Titan is just destroyed uh and that's when they hear a voice and be like i was wrong about you Superboy," you know and it's black adam so black adam was watching this shit the whole time and did nothing he just sat back just chilling he's like i was wrong about you superman uh son of kalel but you did grayson i was wrong about you also i thought you could lead the uh justice league but the way you handle this shit neither one of you can lead the justice league and superman i mean john kent is like well if you're so big and bad why don't you lead the justice league then you're like, I'm about to. The only reason I wasn't here is because those crazy ass Legion of Doom tore up conduct. So I had to handle them first. And now I'm here. But first, I got to get you guys in the in the fighting game shape of how I'm going to run the Just League. Not the way you do this bullshit. And then we cut the cow Rainer and they recruit him and the Justice and he recruits the Green Lantern Corps. And yeah, that's it. So that's what the Green Lantern Corps is. Oh, and they say the reason you don't see any flashes because the flashes run all over the multiverse trying to find Barry Allen. So yeah, that's it. So more crisis. I still don't know why it's a crisis. It's just shit happening, but whatever. So yeah. Shit happened. All right. <laughs> so uh, yeah, what you got next? Um, I will do. Batman number one twenty five. I read this, but did I didn't do it. I did. Yeah, uh, it's just right, cool. it's just Jadarski, You know, I, I had to see what was going. On. Yeah. Yes, fresh off his Daredevil run. For those who don't keep it with, you know, don't know who Chip Zdarsky is. All you all you gotta know is that he's the man. So, yeah. Yeah. Um. Mm-hmm. So he's bringing that gritty street shit to to Batman. Batman. 
why, um, why Batman was not always about gritty sheet street shit, I don't know, but yeah, okay. yeah, because he hasn't been lately. <laughs> he's been doing all this other wild shit, yeah. We got he's crisis corporate, and co- yeah. corporate Batman or incorporated Batman or whatever, <laughs> <laughs> and all this, all the you know, the, the Bat family and all they're trying to turn the Bat family into X Men and shit. <laughs> right. <laughs> Just get back to the basics. That's all. Yeah, we want. and I think that's what this does. This this takes it back to the roots. It's still in canon with a lot of stuff that's going on. Batman is still broke. You mm-hmm. know, um, he's living in an, a what an apartment block or whatever. Some kind um, of brownstone. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he's running around doing shit. Um, uh, running around with Tim Drake. He's Tim Drake's his Robin. He's still he's having nightmares about the Joker and. Uh, Alfred I do like shit. it was the three jokers, so they just pretend like that yeah. shit never happened. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he's still he's having nightmares. He's still hung up on Selena. You know, he still he calls up Selena, like, how's how's it going, baby? Oh yeah, I got a dude. And you know <laughs> Right. She like a dude just like, hey, you want some yeah. coffee? Like, oh damn. And she's in a lingerie, you know. Yeah, yeah. So she she's fucking. He's not, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Time to move on, Batman. <laughs> um, but you know, somebody's going around killing rich people, billionaires. Um, and it turns out they it, it's uh, uh, the penguin comes on the air like Joker style, like greetings, Gotham, you know, <laughs> and basically does a broadcast saying, I'm gonna kill all these rich folks. Um, but you know, Batman doesn't buy it, you know, he ends up confronting, um, confronting Penguin at a ball or whatever, like some gala, some rich people gala, because they think, oh, these rich, rich folks are gonna show up and uh. You know, Penguin's going to be there to kill the rich folks, you know, because they're all going to be in one place. But it turns out it's not the Penguin. It's the Clayface. You know, So it turns out that Penguin is in the hospital. And like dying from something. Yeah. Yeah. He set him up, basically set up Batman. What did he do now? He uh, popped a cyanide pill. Yeah. He pops a cyanide pill and then makes it look like, you know, he's dying or he's actually dying. But uh, when the nurse and the cops come in, they see Batman standing over dying penguin. Yeah, because so he penguin, was trying to get the cyanide pill out of his mouth, but it looked like he was choking him or some shit. Yeah. You know? So Pat, Batman gets framed for Penguin's murder. Um, so now, uh, you know, it basically uh, slandered his name, you know. But it actually helped him about a bit. It turns out, oh, now criminals really fear me now because they think I'm going to kill him now. So- right. <laughs> <laughs> that works in his favor, yeah. So um, then back at, back at the Bat Cave, you know, this is Batman doesn't live in Wayne Manor anymore. He's, you know, because he's broke. But the mm-hmm. Bat Cave, some sort of uh, like fail safe goes off and some robot pops out not sure what that is like or what that's nothing about. to do with the story it just just happened it's yeah, like I, I don't know if it was a, some future straight state shit with the you know with the robot number one or whatever but some mm-hmm. robot pops out of the bat cave um so i'm intrigued um i actually quite enjoyed this uh i like the dark gritty feel especially at the beginning using the he's using the shadows and you know, using the fear element. Oh, that told- phrase he gives, like, oh God, like not God, not even a little bit. <laughs> <What> <laughs> yeah. it, it it made me like basically after I watched this, I went and watched the new Batman movie. Or after I read this, <laughs> it gave went, you that feel like you could play yeah. that soundtrack with that beginning of yeah. it, it just fits. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, I, I, I was, I was into it. I like the art was dope. I, I like that it is. Yeah, it's bringing Batman back to the Dark Knight shit, you know. So, um, yeah, I, I, I enjoyed it. I'll give it a and four it out of five. Good, it was just a good story. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Hmm. You know, fuck all the excess. You know, like again, all killer, no filler. You know, right, so, and, and plus yeah. there was a backup story that Chips and Dark Scars wrote with Catwoman. Oh, with Catwoman, where she's on a she's on a quest to find Penguin's kids. Yeah, you know? yeah. So yeah. that's the thing. So, so. Yeah, all right, pretty cool. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So if you haven't been uh, reading Batman, got those like fifteen Batman books out a month. Try this one. We recommend it. Yeah, because I haven't been reading Batman for a while. I haven't read. They are, Batman. They are still so many Batman books out right yeah. now. Uh, what was that? What was I reading? I was reading. Oh yeah, Batman sixty six, which finally ended, which was I. There's like know. one where he's fighting like an alien invasion or some shit. I, I yeah. don't know why. Yeah. I was like, yeah. But I haven't been on like the main Batman book for like six months or something. It's been a while. Like I skipped all that the the Williamson stuff. I wasn't into the incorporated stuff. I don't even think no. Williamson cared anymore. I think he and was just like, let me just crank doing... out Tastemaker and whoever the fuck other yeah. characters. I, I haven't read Detective in a while either. They're still on the Fear State shit. Really? That shit stopped a while ago. This. <laughs> yeah. So I haven't been, I just been kind of like, you know, I, I gave Batman a break from the comics anyway. So, but this was cool. I dug this. So. Cool. Cool. All right. All right. So actually, this last book I got because you took the other book I had. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so we're gonna do Black Panther number seven. We're gonna do that. I read came this. Out this. Yeah, we read this one. Oh, uh, like I said, this just John really just just chugging along. Let's see. Uh, where we left off last time with this book is that the Dora Milaje showed up. Now, if you haven't been keeping up with the Black Panther comics, the Dora Milaje no longer work for Black Panther. They actually have their own nation, and they just do. The, they only show up here because Storm called them or Shuri called them. Somebody called them, but. T'Challa, personally, they don't give a shit about T'Challa, you know. So let's cut to it. We got here. Uh, so we got Akili, who is the head of the, the war dogs, the Hatu Zarate. So the war dog. And basically, they finds out that he's pretty much the bad guy of this whole storyline. He's the one sending the his war dogs to go after T'Challa. And basically saying, he's telling the war dogs, shoot to kill. Like, don't bring him in alive. Shoot to kill. Because technically, if he's doing treason, treason in wakanda means death so and i don't care if he's t'challa he dies so if, if they catch him and she's like oh uh-uh, i can't do this so she tries to look you guys out of control and she's the prime minister she's like i'm taking my power back and he's basically like no the fuck you not i run to, uh wakanda now i don't care what you say and he bay in like her sidekick or her assistant basically said you're gonna give the prime minister her power back now you're like oh so what you gonna do and they just like yeah let's leave so he controls the war dogs now. So basically, it's just like, okay, so what do we do? How do we get the power back? Like, we only got one move we can do. Even though it might get us killed, let's do it anyway. Yeah, we can't go to T'Challa because T'Challa got us in his mess to begin with. So he's just as bad as uh, Achille right now, you know. So we cut to T'Challa and he talked to the, the Dora Milaje and he basically, the Dora Milaje is like, look, you got five seconds to tell us why we shouldn't leave right now. And he's like, because I'm your king. And like, eh, wrong answer. You know, so they basically they're just trying to. So T'Challa just basically breaks down. I'm gonna just pass for the end. But he basically breaks down, and apologizes to him. Like, I'm sorry for all the shit I did. I'm sorry for all the uh, manipulation I did to everybody around here. I'm sorry I ran you guys off because you didn't trust me anymore. And so, would do you forgive me? So he basically apologizes something he's never ever done before to anybody. You know, uh, we cut to the prime minister, and basically what she says is that she basically broadcasts to the public and tells the public what's going on. 
it's a coup. The war dogs have taken over Wakanda. They basically kicked me out. They kicked the child out. They're hunting him down like a dog, and they have taken over. And they're basically going to oppress everybody. So the only way to get them out of there, we all got to fight. And that's going on. So Achilles hears them, and he tells the war dogs, uh, go get her. <laughs> you know, shut up. So they cut to, I'm going to cut to that, uh, cut to the prime minister. And basically the war dogs just like open up the door. They're in the parliament room. They're like, open up the door right now. And they're like, because we got guns, open the door. She's like, hell no, I'm not opening the door because you got guns, you know. And she was like, if you want to take me, you're going to have to bust in here and kill me. You know, so they running in with guns and shit like that. They're like, come with us. And before they can do what they, and she's like, oh, my dead body, like, okay. And that's when this guy comes in. Uh, this is a new guy named Tosin, Tosin, whatever his name is. He is the new Wakandan guy that they are building up right now. He doesn't wear a suit. His skin is vibranium. They've done some stuff in this part of Wakanda where they basically made vibranium organic, you know, so he got all the powers, but he could just do it anytime he feels like it. And he gets him super speed, gives him super strength, and he just takes the word off. I like that nothing, you know. Uh, so basically they all come to agreement, cut to it. Uh, Shuri has a plan. Shuri's just saying what she's going to do is that she's going to uh, make a little, she can hack into the the barrier of Wakanda just small enough where a flock of birds go through so they don't notice it. She turns to the birds, flies in there. People don't know. Yeah, Shuri got like all kind of crazy ass powers in the comics. So she goes there, uh, sees that the place is unguarded, gets ready to walk in, and they shock her. So all her crazy ass powers, like turn through the bird and stone, shit like that, doesn't work anymore. And the war dogs are on her ass right now. So she's like, oh, y'all think I need those powers? No, I can kick your ass by myself. So that's when she gets like the, the panther gone, like in the movies and shit like that. And she goes to work on them, takes the ass out. But they keep sending people after her. She's like, well, eventually you're going to wear down. And that's when that dude, Tosin, shows up again and kicks the ass again. You know. So, basically cutting to the end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Tosin and Shuri gets in uh, <laughs> good contact. The prime minister's with him. Everybody's with him. T'Challa goes there. And basically, it boils down to she's going to, they're going to attack the control center. Once they open the control center, that's going to allow T'Challa, Storm, and the Dora Milaje to come in, and they're going to take back the parliament from the dogs of war. Did I say that? War dogs? Whatever. Yeah. But that's the story. Uh, yeah. I'm about yeah, to say yeah. something real controversial. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm about no, to say something ahead. real controversial. Yeah. I miss Coates. <laughs> <laughs> I miss Tennessee Coates. <laughs> because there was stuff happening it was it took a long time to get there but stuff was happening you know this is feel just run of the mill and here's my biggest fear eli since uh t'challa's on this world apology tour and they had this new vibranium guy coming out and then he just announced a new wakanda book coming out like in august with no t'challa i almost feel like they're writing him out of these books that's what I feel like. Because I, I, I fast forward through some stuff. He also says that once this is over with, he's never going to pursue the crown, uh, the throne again. So, like, he's done trying to be king. Oh, so, okay. I don't know. Maybe maybe it's just conspiracy theorists in me. But I think it's going to go on. Because they already written him out of the Avengers books. Like, Nighthawk or whatever has replaced him or some shit. So, yeah. Yeah, this book wore me out. <laughs> it, it did, man. It just wasn't interesting. It was just like... I guess I don't know, I, man. It's, I. It's funny that you you brought up Coates because I I that's what I was remember. It reminded me of Coates, but at least Coates there was stuff happening, where right? Like, or at least stuff, interesting dialogue or this something. This was just like yeah. I didn't care about 
their divorce like and like him like him and storm i didn't care about that i didn't i i guess i can see what he was trying to do as far as like the coup going on and making those parallels with you know in our with our political climate and all that stuff but it was just like it was a drag. This is really drag. It's not interesting. That's the thing. Yeah, it's not. Was, and the funny thing is, like you said with Coach, the reason you like about it because there was never a punch being thrown. There are punches being thrown in this book, and it's still boring. Yeah. So <laughs> I don't know what to say. You know. Well, it's it's like it's. I think people. It's almost like they they've been given Ridley shit because this has just been like action. The story has just been like fast paced action this whole time, and this was pretty right. cool at first. But now he's like, oh, it needs to be deeper. Okay, let's get deep. So we're gonna get deep now, and but it's it's not really deep. That's the thing. Like he is trying to be deep, but it's not. It's still just, yeah. I don't know, surface level shit. So yeah, man, I, this I is. Was... I, I hate it. Like I hate it. I, I hate to read a bad Black Panther book. I, I don't want to <laughs> drop this book. I can't drop this book. I'm I'm obligated you know, <laughs> for the culture to read this book. You know? For the people, right? So it's like, damn, man. Because when even this book came out, like each each issue. It gets like, oh, I got to read this shit. And I didn't feel like that because, man, it's just, I don't know, man. I don't even know how long. Honestly, I don't think this book has much longer. I think it's going to get canceled. Because even nobody's reading this book other than us, me, you. I don't know if you read it or not, but yeah, we're yeah, the only people I've, reading this book. Yeah, I've been on it. I've been like. And we can't what? recommend it. We can't be like, man, this is the best book you're not reading. No, it's probably the worst book you're not reading. You know, so, yeah. <laughs> Oh man, I, I hate so because because it may I don't know Eli like I said the conspiracy theory image is making me feel like they're using this whole run to wrap up to get T'Challa out of there. So when the movie comes out and T'Challa ain't in it, you're not looking for him. That whole synergy thing. Yeah, but remember the comics. <laughs> people don't. <laughs> the, the, That's the, true. The MCU fans don't read the comics, so. <laughs> MCU don't read the comics, but like it, but if they were to stumble on a comic, you know, and they want to see, oh, there's Black Panther yeah. with no Black Panther, <laughs> right? It, it's like like the movies, accurate. you know. <laughs> it's canonical, you know. It's that yeah. synergy thing. So I think that's what's going on with that. So, yeah. man, I, I don't want to drop it, Eli. I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with it, but this is not a book I am looking forward to. It's just it's it's a drag. It's a slug. I skipped over a lot of shit because a lot of shit that just. I don't care about. Because how many times like we got it? Yeah. He was looking for who killed his homies, right? And then it was like a James Bond revenge sort of right. Uh, and I was story. into that at first. Yeah. yeah. Now it's all about all these other weird politicians and shit going on, and I'm like, okay, where this became the Phantom Menace. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> like CNN the whole time. Just yeah. Just I yeah. don't know. Man. Just... Yeah. No, no. Right. So, uh, what, what you got next? Uh, my last book I got is Ghost Rider number four. Okay. And um, let's see, uh, Ghost Rider number four, and this was dope. This well, might be my okay. book of the good, week. Good. I'm glad. I'm glad. I'm glad somebody <laughs> had fun reading a comic this week. Yeah, I mean, I'm like Batman when I, I read the Batman book, and I was like, oh shit, that's dope. That's pretty dope. That <laughs> might be my book of the week. But then I read this. Like, whoa, this is dope. <laughs> <laughs> so this is straight up horror, man. This is like Ghost Rider going around driving around the country fighting demons and shit. This has basically become like a monster of the week. 
you know, like like an X Files or whatever. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's a monster of the week. He fights a different monster every issue. And this book, he's after like a evil circus, you know, that pops up in these small towns in America, all over America, and there's like horror circus where they just kill everybody. It's fucking. <laughs> it's pretty. <laughs> it's pretty metal. It goes. This goes pretty hard. I gotta say. <laughs> and at the end, like he fights the like all the victims sort of merged all the dead bodies and just merge into this big giant blob corpse monster and he fights it and shit and i was like holy shit this is like this is dope this is pretty cool this is like some john carpenter the thing body horror shit you know and of course there's like a side plot where the fbi there's like this paranormal uh uh paranormal like worker like the x-files like they're like they're like this uh a division of the FBI that investigates paranormal activity and shit. And they're on Ghost Rider's trail. And this chick, Talia Warpath, or whatever her name is, she's like a goth witch chick who does magic and stuff. She does this ritual, you know, finds one of the bodies and does the ritual. She pulls like feathers from a crow and does like some weird ritual thing and finds out shit. This is a magic shit. Some more dark voodoo magic, weird, you know. Constantine type of shit, <laughs> mm, okay. you know. Um, but it's just cool. It's just a lot of fun, and I I, I had a lot of fun reading this. And it's you know, it's it's just yeah. And then there's and you know, and it doesn't beat you over the head with the social commentary, but it's there if you want to look for it. This whole the whole uh, theme of you know small town America, the underbelly of America, you know things that like horror movies like Texas Chainsaw and Scream and Halloween, you know, the, the, you know, the, you know, this, the, 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 you know, the, the picturesque Norman Rockwell, you know, you know, image of America, how it's all nice and pristine and, you know, and welcoming, but actually underneath there's all this fucked up corrupt fucking evil shit going on underneath, you know, that's what I'd really dug about it too. Cause yeah, there's this circus that's going around all these small towns, you know, just, Merkin people, so I, I dug. I'll give it a four, five out of five. Fuck it. <laughs> who, who, who's the writer of this? Benjamin Percy. Percy. Okay. Yeah. Yep. He's. He, I think he's on X Men and Wolverine. I mean X Force and Wolverine right now. So yeah. Uh, create. Well, no, he didn't create him. That was Snyder. But his, the Joker who laughed. No, the Batman who laughed. Appear. His first appearance was in a Teen Titan book that he wrote, I believe. Really. Yeah. Okay. Because I have it. Did not know that. I thought the first time he was in that weird metal. No, his book. first appearance was in a Teen Titan, but yeah, he he became the the metal in the metal, uh, the Batman metal, Dark Knight metal, or whatever the fuck. Yeah. So, cool, cool. Yeah, this was a lot of fun. This was this was really cool. I enjoyed. Okay. That. All right, cool. Yeah, uh, yeah. Like I said, if you listen this long, definitely like, share, subscribe. Uh, pass this out. Let people know what you think about it. If you liked or disliked Thor. Leave a comment. Let us know what you think about it. You know, hate it, love it. We don't care. Just post it. We'll see what you think about it. Uh, next week, we're just going to keep this ball rolling. we go, Eli, I have a prediction. I think in the next two weeks, tops, tops, we're going to get a Black Panther 2 trailer. Oh, okay. And I'll have another prediction. When that trailer drops, the internet is going to lose its shit. One way or another, the internet will burn to the ground. One way or another, we'll see how it happens. Because I have prediction how I think this movie is going to go, and I want to. But I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna say it just yet. I might say it next week. I might say it next week. 
if nothing happens. You don't want to eat a burger just yet? Not a burger, <laughs> because I made some bold predictions that almost got me kicked out of a Facebook group. They're like, shut the fuck up. You don't know what the hell you're talking about. Like, okay, I'll keep it myself. Ain't you the guy that wants to have a white black pants? <laughs> <laughs> I will never live that down. I see that. <laughs> uh, yeah, so until then, this is Leroy. This is Eli. We'll talk to you guys this week. Same bullet time, same bullet channel. What a thrill With darkness and silence through the night What a thrill I'm searching and I'll melt into you What a fear in my heart But you're so supreme I give my life Not for honor But for you In my time tree frog it's ordeal the trial to survive for the day